Hi, this is Ned Siegfried from Siegfried & Jensen. As proud sponsors of BeliefCast, we hope you are inspired by Todd's weekly podcasts, which contain so many courageous stories of recovery and personal growth. Remember, it's not what happened in the past that matters, it's what happens in the future. We invite you all to work hard and be optimistic about your future. Enjoy today's podcast. Welcome back, everybody. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Inspires Belief Cast. Once again, I can't thank you enough for tuning in week after week. I love you guys. It's been fantastic. We, I think I mentioned this on our last podcast. We're ranked in the top 150 in mental health in the world. I mean, I cannot believe that. That's where we're at. It's so cool. So, But it's because of you guys, so thanks for tuning in. And then I, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors, Wasatch Recovery, Siegfried & Jensen, iHill Institute, Veracity Networks, and Living... Uh, recovery interventions. Thank you so much for supporting this and supporting all our guests. And I'd like to thank all my guests too. You guys are amazing. And today's going to be no different. We are joined today by Savvy Jardine. Savvy, thanks for joining us. Of course. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me, Todd. Yeah, absolutely. We were just talking about how cool her name is. I just, <laughs> I love it. It's so fantastic. Um, but so um, Savvy is the um, associate producer at Good Things Utah. And that's kind of uh, who referred you to me. All the all the great girls and the women you work with there um, are the ones that kind of referred me. You got to have her on, and so I reached out to you, and you were so <laughs> kind to 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 you know reply back. So thank you for doing that. Of course, we yeah. have a blast over there. Good oh, things. Oh <laughs> my gosh, do they ever? Yeah, I love that place. I love being on the show, and you guys are obviously have just so much fun. Well, thank you, and you're a phenomenal guest. Every time oh, you come on, we are you. just inspired. I, so I appreciate that. So you're married to the love of your life, Kasdan, right? Yes. Did I say that correctly? I know. We both have kind of odd names. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love it. And he uh, he played basketball at UVU and also in Hawaii and some other places as well. But man, I've watched video on that dude. Man, he can play some ball. He's a stud. I yeah. am pretty lucky. <laughs> yeah. And you were a UVU cheerleader for four years. That's and that's right. where you guys met. That is where we is met. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So that's really cool. And then you also went to Hawaii. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. But where I'd like to start is... Tell us about where you grew up. What uh, I know it was a small town, but talk about that and then talk about your family. Perfect. Yeah. I know. So I'm from a really small town. I say I put it on the map because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's called Aurora, Utah, um, population 1,000. And there's actually wow. more yeah. cows there than people. <laughs> and that's true, right? It's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I'm a small town girl at heart, you know, yeah. living in the big city now of Salt Lake. But I grew up down there. Um, I'm the oldest in okay. a blended family. Okay. Um, so I have two half siblings at my dad's house and two half siblings for my mom. Oh, okay. And so I grew up really involved. I did a lot of things. I was, I, especially in a small town, you kind of have the ability to yeah, do it all. Do everything, so yeah. I kind of had my hand in everything. I was a singer. I was a dancer. I did volleyball for a little bit. I played the piano and um, so I was always really involved. Uh, growing up in a small town, there were definite benefits. <laughs> and yeah, I was going to ask about that. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, you know, everybody. And so <laughs> you, you feel safe, you know, you feel taken yeah. care of. You go to school with people that you go to church with. 
And, you know, your teacher, my librarian also was in my my church ward. And so it was kind of an interesting dynamic. Everyone knew everything about you, which was sometimes a really good thing. Yeah. And sometimes it wasn't so good. <laughs> well, I wish they didn't were in my business, right? Right. Well, <laughs> and it's it's so funny. There's not a lot to do there. Um, we like the outdoors, but there's just not a ton of entertainment. And so that was kind of a downfall. We had to make our own fun. Yeah. And so that's kind of why I just jumped into being involved in all the things and And I did kind of narrow it down as I got older. Um, I ended up choosing to to be a cheerleader in high school. I... I actually chose that because there wasn't a drill team at my high school. It was so small and I was more of a okay. dancer gotcha. and that's kind of where I started cheerleading. Um, but I had incredible coaches who just believed in me and helped build me into the person that I am, um, I today. Yeah. But, um, well, let's, so let's go back just a little bit. So, mm-hmm. you know, being in a small town, uh, I love what you said. Like you had to really basically just get involved in everything, yeah. right? It, it gave you, it almost kind of forced you into doing that to, so you could stay busy and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. How did that play uh, an effect on your confidence? Because I know, I know you were like on, I think it was called High Five, you know, talking mm-hmm. about confidence and, and you're, you come across as this very confident woman. And were you always like that growing up? And didn't, how did being involved help in being more confident? You know, I, my parents were really great at putting me in everything mm-hmm. and we kind of had the philosophy to try everything and then narrow down what you like. And so that gave me the confidence moving forward, especially into college and stuff where I was going to school with people who, you know, kind of were only allowed to choose one thing. They went to a bigger school and kind of had to hone in on one sport. And for me, I feel like I was became very well-rounded because yeah. I was able to try a lot of things. And now, I mean, I, I did musicals and I did a little bit of volleyball. (laughs) Like I did all of these things. And so it kind of helps me. It's helped me just grow into myself and discover all these different things that I also really like to do. In addition to, you know, the main thing that I pursued, which was cheerleading. I love that. You know, I I mentioned off the air that I was a basketball player and Mm -hmm. that was a big thing for me. And I just remember like, even to this day, like one of the things that taught me is to be confident. Like I did things that made me realize, oh, I can't, I, I can't believe I can do this, you know, kind of thing. And it helped me in other areas of my life. Have you noticed that as well Yes. in your life? Yeah. Yeah. Co- confidence is huge. And I feel like you're just learning and growing and being shaped into the person that you're going to be when you're young. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that was huge for me as a teenager is I actually got involved in the Miss America organization mm, um, at yeah. a young age. And so I competed in the teen program, which is called Miss Utah's Outstanding Teen. I competed two times, mm. um, but at a young age, I watched the competition and I yeah. was just blown away at <laughs> the amazing yeah. women, young girls and how they were involved and how smart and talented and well-spoken they were. And that was something that I wanted to be involved in. And so, I mean, at 15 years old, I was develop- developing my talents and, yeah. you know, That's focusing awesome. on my academics and developing a service platform. And I just look back and I'm like, that was such a good opportunity for me at such a young age to get involved, to focus on good things, yeah. to be busy in a good cause. And I was fortunate enough to have been selected as um, the representative when I was 16. So my second time competing. And that was that was huge for me because, you know, I got to a point where it wasn't about winning. It was really about becoming my best self. Okay. And it was it was really cool because it was actually backstage before crowning. And I had a friend who was like, 
like this is it's you it's gonna be you and I it hadn't even crossed my mind because my goal going into the competition was to be my best and at that point I had been my best and I think that's something that that was really important for me to learn is sometimes it's it's not about winning because you can't always control the outcome but for me I had already I had already won and I had already accomplished what I came to do and that that whole experience was amazing for me. And I think even at the time, I didn't really realize all that it did for me. Um, But, you know, as I was stretched and challenged throughout that year to get out of my comfort zone and find my voice Mm -hmm. and, you know, speak about things that I was passionate about at a, you know, at the age of 16 can be hard. (laughs) um, It was, it has continued to have a positive influence on my life and something that was really important to me then and still is very important to me now is kindness and that's actually Mm. what I centered my my service platform around and so I traveled the state of Utah sharing my message and it, it just continues to be true today that Life is hard. We all struggle. We all have a, a different story. Right. Like no matter who you are, you have a, a different background and things that you've been through. Mm-hmm. And it is so important to be kind. And so yeah. I, I throughout my life, and we will continue to, to touch on that, but yeah. that was so important to me from a young age. And it has continued to shape me into who I am now. No, I love that. And what, what does the world need more now than ever is kindness? I mean, I it's always needed it, but it feels like more now the way things are going, I mean, how much more we need that kindness. Do you mind sharing? You said that was your platform going around. Mm-hmm. Can you share some of the things of why? I mean, you just did, but is there more to the, the what you would say about kindness? I mean, I'm sure you've taught kids how important that is and all that. Do you mind sharing some more about that? You know, it's so important at every age. I mm-hmm. had different um, sort of presentations that I would do for different age groups. I would go to elementary schools and talk about a book that a child, a children's book that was called, um, I believe it was something about being a bucket filler. And so you would focus on, (laughs) you know, filling other people's buckets with kindness rather than withdrawing out of their buckets with, you know, unkind things. And we would do different challenges within the elementary schools. I also focused on mean girl bullying at the middle school age, which was huge. And being from a small town, it can be really easy to just get involved in nasty behavior. And, um, you know, and unfortunately, a lot of young girls don't have that example in their parents of people who are being kind to one another. And so that was something that was really important to me. And then even among my own peers in my high school, which was a challenge because, you know, I had to really speak up in situations. Um, But I, I was the president of the kindness club at my high school oh, really? and it just has continued to be something even throughout college that is so important to me and that it's not just a good a good thing to be involved in to be kind it really yeah. is something that I've tried to adopt as a way of life yeah and and it just continues to be so important even now into my adult life yeah. <laughs> well from what I know of you you're a very kind person I know people speak very highly of you Thank and you. I don't think that happens by accident. It's probably because you're very kind, <laughs> you know. I, I didn't even realize they had a kindness club. Is that yeah. something you started or is it already put in place and you just got involved with it? I did start it. Wow, um, it's a lot cool. more popular now in yeah. high schools, but it was so fun to get, you know, my peers involved in service projects. And one thing that I loved, I was actually not the person who started it at, at college um, when I did eventually go to college, but there were 
tons of kindness initiatives throughout the university of and mental health awareness um, initiatives and things and they had posted little post-it notes of just kind things everywhere throughout the whole campus and it was so it was it was amazing to see that's beautiful that's so cool that you were doing that so you know there you you know you're involved in pageants which takes a lot of vulnerability and a lot of confidence and putting yourself out there. Being a cheerleader is not an easy thing to do. We were talking about that before we got started. Um, talk about like some of these things that you had to do, like, cause it takes a lot of discipline to do what you were doing. Yeah. I mean, that's not, and, and not only that, but it's, it's discipline, it's hard work. It's again, you know, having co- the confidence that you can even do it. Talk about some of these lessons you've learned about, you know, going through those things. Of course. Well, for listeners at home that don't really know a whole lot about cheerleading, I mean, most of us, we see them on the sidelines. They're just the sideline girls who are cute (laughs) and laughing and maybe they're doing what they're supposed to. Maybe they're not. But there are two different sites to cheerleading. There are, that's one side that we, you know, support our teams at games. And then there's also a competitive side of cheerleading where we have our own tournaments and our own competitions as well, Mm -hmm. just like, Mm -hmm. you know, the basketball team does or the volleyball team. And so a lot of of training happens that people don't see. Um, you know, we are practicing all the time and it is really, it's, I think number two in like injuries to football because we are, it's really intensive and dangerous. I mean, you're putting your life in someone else's hands and you're, you know, trusting them and you're, and the the girls (laughs) on the ground are trusting that they're going to, the girls in the air are going to do their job. And so we had, you really do, I mean, have to communicate. You have to all be on the same page and it does, it does take a lot of discipline. If one person is not there, like the show doesn't go on because, you know, we have stunt groups and different ways that the routine works. And, Mm -hmm. you know, unlike some other sports, like you could continue to play or you could put somebody else in, but when somebody is not present at a cheer practice, like the show can't go on. Yeah. And so it it was so good for me as a teenager too to just like learn that communication and teamwork, that level of teamwork. Yeah, right. <laughs> because it has continued to help me as I've gotten older that like, you know, you don't always agree with or get along with every single person that you work with, but you come together for a common goal and that was like amplified on the cheerleading level because yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it is so serious <laughs> if something goes wrong. Wow. So what, I mean, uh, there's a lot of hard things about cheerleading. What was the hardest thing, at least in your mind, that you dealt with, you know, going through mm-hmm. those four years? And what was one of the most difficult challenges thinking back on it? <laughs> you know, I think for me, I always was like wrestling with the fact, am I really like fully a cheerleader? <laughs> right. Because I grew up a dancer. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. And so when I started cheerleading, I mean, I loved it, but it was a, it was a transition. And I always felt like I was kind of like needing to work so hard and to prove myself. And mm-hmm. I'm somebody, especially being the oldest and trying to be an example to my younger siblings, I put a lot of pressure on myself as a lot of us do to, you know, measure up to the expectations that we have for ourselves, And I felt like I just probably the biggest challenge was just feeling the weight of always needing to improve, which is good. And you can be fueled to progress. But, um, that also is a, a a huge under uh, undertaking, you know? Absolutely. Well, we mentioned earlier that's you met your husband at UVU. Yes. And um, I, th- I think when you were done there, you guys moved to Hawaii. We did. And I know that as fun as Hawaii sounds, 
you mentioned at times that it was a really challenging for you. Yes. So do you mind sharing some of that with us? Of course. Well, to back up a little bit. Okay. So I cheered for four years at UVU. And okay. then um, my husband and I were planning on getting married in May of 2020, um, which our plans rapidly changed like a lot of the world in 2020. Right. Yeah, that kinda, yeah. And that wasn't <laughs> going to be the plan anymore. And so we ended up, you know, in March of 2020, our basketball season got canceled. My cheer season got canceled. Wow, and we geez. were just at this place of like, what do we do? Like yeah. our wedding is probably not going to happen the way we planned it. And bless my sweet husband's heart. He was so patient with me because he really was like, we need, we need to move up our wedding date. And I <laughs> right. was like, what? <laughs> like, no, I've, I've spent months planning this. Yeah, and, right. Yeah. You know, and I was still holding on to the fact like, no, this isn't real. Like, we're going to be able yeah. to have our wedding. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to shut things down for very long. Right. And oh, if right. I only knew. But right. <laughs> we ended up deciding. So, I mean, in the heat of March of 2020, we ended up deciding on a Wednesday, March 18th, that we were going to get married on March 20th, which okay. was two days later. Oh, man. And so we ended up just calling our close friends and family <laughs> really? and decided to get married. And it was <laughs> it was such a good decision. There was a lot of yeah. things happening in the world right then. Um, but for us, it was such a cool opportunity to just focus on yeah. that day and on getting married because we didn't even know if we were going to be able to get married. And so oh, it was true, such yeah. a blessing to be able to to get married during so much chaos and and I still will be so so grateful so our marriage yeah. kind of started off I mean beautifully but also there was it was chaos like, well it'd be fun like 15 years from now or 30 years from now you can look back and go yeah remember when we were getting married right? and the world shut down and <laughs> everything was in chaos and we didn't know what was going on I so it'll know. be a good story right well and we always said we're like our kids like telling our kids something yeah. and I keep having this thought I'm like what if our kids don't even care <laughs> Like, I'm what like, are you talking about? Yeah, like, yeah. oh, you're so old. Like, that happened so long ago or something, you know? But, um, yeah, so during that time, we had both graduated from UVU, but my husband had another year left of eligibility to play basketball. Oh, okay. And so we decided to explore our options um, and where to go. And my husband wanted to pursue a master's degree in finance, and so we were looking into different master's programs. Mm. And it was so funny because I was really open-minded to where we might go, um, but... I would have never imagined that we would have chosen island in the right, middle yeah. of the ocean. Right, yeah. And it's so funny <laughs> because everybody was so excited for us and just yeah. thought I would be ecstatic. And I actually was kind of thrown off guard. Mm. That was not really my plan. Um, yeah. You know, I being a cheerleader and also, you know, starting from a young age when I was involved in pageants, something that I decided that I really wanted to do is I wanted to work in TV. Um, I was interviewed on ABC four and I just fell in love You're at like, 16. I, this, I said, yeah. this is what I want to do. <laughs> and it's so funny because, you know, as I went through, you know, college and different things, I just stuck to that one plan. Yeah. And so when I got married, you know, it's not just my life anymore. It's our life. And, you know, we prayed about it and we thought a lot about this decision and it really did feel right. Like yeah. I knew that we were going to struggle. I knew that it was going to be a challenge. And honestly, I had no idea what I was going to do in Hawaii. Like <laughs> I kind of just was taking a leap of faith right. for myself. I mean, my husband had best, he ended up you know, committing to play basketball at the University of Hawaii. And he was also going to be busy with his academics. Well, yeah. So he's going to be busy. 
like yes. really busy. And I'm like, what in the heck <laughs> right. am I going to do? <laughs> right. And I had just graduated with my degree in communication studies. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to have an internship that summer with Good Things Utah that ended up getting canceled because of oh, the pandemic. Yeah, wow. And so I kind of was just at this place of like seriously having faith you know, and just taking one step further. Mm -hmm. And oh my goodness, when we moved, got to Hawaii, um, just kind of the state of, of what Hawaii looked like at the time, um, we arrived and had to complete a 14 day quarantine, um, (laughs) strictly in our little tiny home, probably the same size of your office. Like, (laughs) like, well, what are we gonna do here for 14 days? Well, and my husband had to go to basketball (laughs) practice. Oh, that's right. I just had to sit there, you know? (laughs) So it was, it was a challenge, but it was so funny because it's just kind of who I am to wake up and say, you know, I'm going to control what I can control. I'm going to be positive and I'm going to do what I can to, to make, make it through this, you know? And so it was so funny because I, I would do that. And it was like, there were so many things out of my control, like so many things. And it it was really starting to discourage me for my first, for the first time in my life, I was really, really struggling. Mm. Um, I was trying to find a job out here on this Island and I didn't know anyone and, and everything was shut down. You know, we ended up We had to complete our 14 day quarantine and then the state released a like stay in place order. So we weren't able to leave for like another two months. And so here I am trying to find a job. I I mean, I just got a degree and I wanted to pursue things of my own. And now I'm like looking into healthcare jobs because that's the only (laughs) thing that's open at the time. (laughs) And, you know, and, and just to explain kind of where I was at mentally too, you know, I am now detached from all these things that I was used to and Mm -hmm. all these, you know, parts of my identity that I had identified with growing up, you know, I was always super involved and then I became a cheerleader, which was a part of my identity. I was involved in pageants, which was a part of my identity. I was a student at UVU, which was a huge part of my identity. And, you know, I had my family and my friends and my support group. And once I moved out here to Hawaii, I was all alone and I found myself just really struggling with like, wait, like, who am I? Yeah. You know? And, yeah. and I was, I was even like, I was having like, like thinking about my childhood and having like anxiety dreams about my childhood and yeah. like <laughs> all these random things. And, oh and you know, my husband's busy and he's, he's got his things still. And I am just seriously at this place of like, like, yeah. what do yeah. I, what do I do? Yeah. You know? And, and so from there, it was kind of like, I, I, I was very uncomfortable. I mean, I look back and I'm like, the biggest part of that was like, I was just being stretched, right. you know, yeah. which in the moment I was like losing my mind. But yeah, now yeah. I can, I have the perspective to see that I was growing too yeah. through that. And one thing that I learned, um, is that we are both human beings and human doings. So there are things that we are just innately. And then there are things that we do because I was in this place where I wasn't doing these things that I, you know, attached to my identity. Yeah, right. And I really did learn this through kind of struggling through it, you know. And I know that, you know, many people listening, whether it be, you know, moving to a new place like I did or graduating college or, 
you know, just moving into new phases of life, we all may find ourselves feeling this way. You know, maybe you become a parent or, you know, maybe you start a new job or a part of you that's really big ends and now you've got to discover who you are again. And I think we go through this, you know, multiple times in our life of where we ask ourselves like, who am I? Right. You Uh, know? What a question, right? Right. I know it is a big question. It's a big one. And it it did lead to a lot of self-discovery. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I look back and I'm just like, what a better place than Hawaii to do this, you know, because I was living in such a beautiful place. (laughs) um, Although, you know, people called it paradise. For me, I kind of felt like it was a prison because I was in (laughs) my tiny little home and I was like struggling so bad. And (laughs) (laughs) I I had to, you know, it was hard because I I was struggling, but people didn't see that, you know. It's kind of these, and I wanted to be open and transparent with, you know, friends and family members, but I didn't really know how to talk about it at the time. Yeah. And, and so I really just had to kind of like learn by stepping through it and walking through it and going through it. And some of these things, I mean, I'm out here in Hawaii and no one knows me. Yeah. So at this point I'm like, what do I have to lose to other than to learn, learn like who I am now. I mean, I'm a new person now, you know, I left kind of all these things behind and now I'm married and I'm, I'm, some of those parts of my identity are kind of not present anymore. Right. And some of the things that I, I noticed is I, I started to realize that I was like being so negative to myself. Like I was talking so Mm. mean and I would notice the way that I was thinking. And it was, extra apparent in a place like Hawaii where they live such a laid back lifestyle. I really do admire yeah. them. Sure. Um, that they, you know, really are so content and happy mm-hmm. yeah. and that was so good. And, and it opposed the way that I grew up so much, you know, <laughs> right, yeah. of pushing to be my best go, and go, being go, so yeah. yeah aspirational <laughs> and, and all these things. And so I, you know, started to try to just, just think like, what if I am good enough, you know? What if I already am, what if I already am okay? And, and then it was so hard to retrain the way that I had been thinking. And I think that was so sad for me to realize, you know, the way that I was talking to myself. I mean, even just in conversations with, with people and I'm introducing myself, I would think in my head like, oh, that was dumb or, oh, I'm not even, I'm not a cheerleader anymore. Like, why am I talking about that? You know, and all these things. And, and I seriously, it was such a, it was such a like intentional leap of faith. Like it was like, I am good enough. Like, even though you don't really believe of it, yeah, you know, yeah, right. and it was like, no, like I didn't say something dumb. Like I'm okay. Like it doesn't yeah. matter. I'm just me, yeah. you know, wow. and, and being involved in, in pageants and in different things, I'm so grateful for it. But I think I also was, it, it kind of did perpetuate a little bit, like me feeling like I needed to be a good example and I needed yeah. to be well-spoken and I needed to be all these things where I finally re- started to realize that I, who I was, was enough, which is like so hard, Yeah, you know, yep. it's easy to say. It's easy to say it, but it's hard to really believe it, right? Yes. Yeah. And it took faking it for a while and just telling myself like, oh, if you you know, if you said something stupid or if you, you know, didn't measure up in a way you thought to just say, it's okay. Like, yeah. it's okay. I love that. It's okay. 
You know, it's, <laughs> it's one of the biggest messages I share with my clients. And if you wouldn't mind, mm -hmm. do you mind reading that out loud up there? Of course. It says, the most delightful surprise in life is to suddenly recognize there is nothing wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. And, and that's really what you eventually got to like, hey, even though I'm not doing any of these things mm -hmm. that I, I'm a doer, yeah. all these things I was doing, um, you were still ultimately okay. Yeah. And you were good and you were worthy and yeah. you were all those other things that, you know, you tell yourself that you are, but to, when it finally clicks, it's like a, right? it's, a it's a surprise. Like, well, and oh, it wow. really is so <laughs> sad to me that so many of us walk around every yeah. day feeling like we're not good enough mm -hmm. and like beating ourselves up. It's just, yeah. it's, it really is so sad when you think about it. Yeah. And, and so to listeners who may be struggling with this, like just try to have that, like fake it for a little bit and say like, yeah. it's okay. Like I am yeah. good enough or I it's okay if I'm not perfect. <laughs> I love what you said. I'm like, what if I am okay? I know. Right? What if I really am? <laughs> right. I love that. And so, you know, this started for me and it was really amazing what happened after that is I really started to enjoy Hawaii and I mm. really started to enjoy who I am and where I, where I was in okay. life. Like, even though I didn't know what the future held, you know, especially for me and my career goals, I was like, is what I'm doing out here even getting me anywhere close yeah. to where I want to be? Yeah. And it really was just doing the best that I could given the circumstances that I was in, yeah. you know, and it took patience and also so Hawaii wow. was a temporary phase in our life. I knew that. And so I really tried not to wish the time away of like, you know, I just want to be back in Utah or I just want to be out of this situation because I knew that that was going to be such a special time that we'd look back on yeah. our first year of marriage. And so it was really like learning how I said it so many times in Hawaii, even though I was so frustrated <laughs> sometimes, like finding joy in the journey, like yeah. even though I maybe every moment wasn't joyous, yeah, like I still, especially now there was, there was so much joy and yeah. now it brings me so much joy that I grew through it and I continue to try my very best to, to take steps forward, you know? Yeah. And it was really cool because I finally, I mean, and then with my career goals, I had had my mindset on one thing. I wanted to work on TV yes. <laughs> and there were so many things in Hawaii that were so far from working on TV yeah. that I did. And I mean, it was so funny. I, this is actually a character building experience for me, but, um, <laughs> you know, I, I was trying to focus on what I could control yeah. and there was a time where there weren't really any jobs happening. And I had a friend who owned a cleaning business. Mm. And so, you know, I was like, I like to clean, like I'll help her. Sure, yeah. And my husband was like, Sav, you know, Sav, you don't have to clean. Like we're, you know, we're okay and you'll find a job. And, and I was like, you know, I want to get out of the house. This is where I was at. And it's, it's so funny. Yeah, to I'll do anything to get out of here. Yes. Right now. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going to go clean. And, you know, living in Hawaii is very humble living. And yeah. so going into these different apartments and homes, like I'm finding myself in there, you know, trying to be positive and cleaning with this lady. Yeah. And I'm telling her, you know, I want to work on TV. <laughs> yeah, right. And I think in that moment, it was like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> I am nowhere near working on TV, you know? Here I am cleaning. Where am I? Yeah, yeah it felt yeah. like this far off dream. Yeah. And it just was so cool because as I continue to take steps forward and tried to be the very best person that I could be. I know yeah. that God was orchestrating something for me. Yeah. And I, I always have held on to that, you know, that, yeah. you know, I may not understand it, but I know that there is a plan that is being just created in all the little details. Yeah. And it was so cool because I ended up doing a couple of jobs in Hawaii and I ended up of all places meeting this wonderful 
woman at a spa in Hawaii and she um we got chatting and we ended up working together because I ended up working at this spa and she worked at ABC4 for the last nine years and had recently moved to Hawaii really yes (laughs) and and to me I mean that was just so clear yep that you know God the universe whatever you believe in was looking out for me yeah and you know she ended up being such a support to me and really just cheerleading me through like Mm -hmm. every time she'd come into work and we're working at a spa together she's telling me like (laughs) you got it you're gonna work on tv someday like you're the best you know yeah and I mean it was it seemed like this far off dream that I was thinking about but um you know as our time in Hawaii started to kind of come to a close a position opened up and this friend of mine was like you need to apply for this and it was so just cool how everything happened we didn't know if we were going to come back to Utah if we were going to live in another state you'll hear from my husband in a later episode but um he he wasn't sure if he was going to pursue, you know, professional basketball or if we, what job we were going to take. And so it just, the timing was not a coincidence of any of it. And every part of it just was amazing. But I also through the experience learned Mm -hmm. that, you know, first of all, never limit yourself to just one plan. Like, because, because I realized out in Hawaii that I could do so many more things than just that. And so now I feel like I have such a better mindset and just so much more confidence and worth self-worth in myself that, you know, I know I'm powerful and that I can do really whatever I want. I mean, I, I was cleaning in Hawaii. I was working at a spa, you know, (laughs) I was working in healthcare, like all these things. And, and so I'm like, you know, I, I can do, I can do a lot of things. (laughs) Well, it's amazing too, because I think one of the greatest message you've already shared with us is that identity piece yeah and and realizing you're okay and it's it's interesting is when you it seems like when you finally came to that realization like i am good enough yeah and then everything else started to kind of fall into place you had more energy more Mm -hmm. more things started falling in your lap you know from god from Mm -hmm. the universe whatever you want to say um i just think that that's no accident right yeah you kind of figured out who you were and then things started to kind of fall into place. Yeah. Well, and back to my point about being, you know, we are human beings and we are human doings. Yeah. Um, you know, we do things in life and, you know, I've listed some of mine. We all do certain things, but um, from the very beginning, I mean, when we're a baby and even throughout as we grow up, we are also human beings who all already are enough and already are. Their worth is already a hundred out of a hundred. Right. You I know, and, and so... That's something that I have just continued to remember is no matter what I'm doing, I mean, because that will always change. I'm always being, I'm always a human being that is enough and who's loved. And, you know, in the eyes of, of God, like I am, I am, you know, completely perfect in his eyes, no matter what I do. Yeah. Well, you've touched on this already with, with what you've shared, but obviously faith is a big part Mm -hmm. of your life. Yeah. You're a woman of faith and uh, you're active in your religion and you, you know, you, you exercise those things. How did that play a big, I mean, obviously you've shared that, but that's really important to you, mm-hmm. right? Like yes. Through all this. And it always, it grounded me, you know? Okay. And I really, I mean, my faith was put to the test multiple times and especially in Hawaii, but it was so cool because that was just my only thing to really hold on to so tight and something that's so important to me is is faith because Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes it can be you can wonder if you know you're just taking steps into the dark and nothing's going to come of it but every single time I take those steps I am shown 
that, you know, God is aware of me and in through every single step of the process. And, and so that has, that has just been kind of my, my lifeline through every challenge, you know, and I'm so grateful to, you know, like feel of that happiness and that love that comes when, you know, you accept yourself for who God intended you to be. Yeah. So you obviously end up leaving Hawaii, coming (laughs) coming here to Utah again. And you're working at Good Things Utah. Yes. Talk about just coming here and how did that feel like like you're sitting here going, hey, I'm doing, yeah. I'm at the process of doing this, what I've always dreamed to be doing yeah. since you were 16. Oh, it was so, it was so surreal. And I, <laughs> but it was also, I felt like I, just a huge breath of fresh air because had things worked out how I planned yeah. and had I gotten that internship or started working there sooner, mm-hmm. I would you know, be so hard on myself and want to measure up in every single way and (laughs) like never be enough and just be just wound up so tight, you know, (laughs) and now I just can breathe and I recognize that I'm, I'm doing everything that I can Mm -hmm. and that I'm awesome. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? But you know, you take a deep breath and you're just like, you know, I'm okay. (laughs) It's okay to say that. I love that you said that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and you, you have to kind of be funny sometimes about it, but it's like, I feel so like I'm in such a better place mentally having this position. And I give myself the grace to understand that, you know, I'm going to give it everything that I have, but it's not my one calling in life. I mean, I can do so many different things yeah. and I, I always want to have my mind open to, you know, the different paths that, that God will take you on and the different ways yeah. that you can go in your life. Yeah. So what's the ultimate goal that you want? I mean, obviously you're, you're, you want to be on TV, but is there mm-hmm. other things? I mean, now that you're kind of here mm-hmm. at Good Things Utah and what are your, like, what do you see that growing into yeah. like in your mind? Oh my goodness. You know, and here's another thing. I'm pretty, I'm pretty young. (laughs) And so I feel like I am finally giving myself the grace of like, I am figuring it out. I, I do have goals and I, I feel Mm -hmm. my, my main goal is just to share good, you know, and to put my energy and my effort into something good that I, you know, values that I stand behind and, and to just be a force for good. And I still am learning. And I think we do learn throughout different phases mm-hmm. of our life, like how we're going to do that. Yeah. And so currently I love doing that at good things, Utah. Um, I meet so many incredible people every single day and I'm just uplifted by, you know, I believe in the good in people. It can be so yeah. easy to, you know, especially watching the news or hearing right. about what's going on in the world. But I, I work on a, um, a morning show, a lifestyle show where we talk yeah. about the, and it's called good things, Utah. Right, so yeah. we, we talk <laughs> about the good things happening yeah. and I really just am inspired every day and reminded that there is so much good. Yeah. And so I currently, currently am really content and happy with where I'm at. Um, just making an, making an impact of, of for good at yeah. good things, Utah. Yeah. I love that. You know, if the, for those listening, if you're kind of bummed out what's going on in the world, tune into good things, Utah. It'll be good and uplifting. Mm-hmm. You're going to hear a lot of positive things that are going on, right? Yeah. Very cool stuff. Well, and another thing, <laughs> I mean, I mean, we were in the heat of the pandemic when I was living in Hawaii. Yeah. And really the only connection that I had was my phone. And that was a whole, yeah. I mean, I could have a whole podcast about that. But oh, yeah. I mean, those were my friends. That was my social life. That was my recreation. Like it was so sad. And, and I really had to learn like boundaries with yeah with consuming information and, you know, 
what you can control your day-to-day life and I think we forget that but when we are looking at the tv and hearing of all these things that are going yeah. on you can control your day right and what your life looks like and and so like turn it off and I just always it was so crazy how my days would change when I would just like delete Instagram off of my phone yeah you know or like not watch or listen or tune into what was happening in the world because the my life was beautiful yeah, like right, the world yeah. is beautiful and I would meet beautiful amazing kind people and mm-hmm. and so there really is so much good you just you just have to tune in yeah <laughs> tune into it you no, know that's a good no I'm glad you said that I think I think you know I, I, I saw you do some information to some kids about social media mm-hmm. and having boundaries and mm-hmm. things like that and I think that's ultimately what you're saying there mm-hmm. and how important that is and yeah. that kind of thing. I had a question. I wanted to ask you, what does a day look like for you? Like, do you have like a morning routine? <laughs> I mean, what do you do to kind of build your confidence and keep it in track? What do you do with your faith? And do you mind sharing like of what course. a day looks like for you? Yes. And this is kind of funny, but another big part <laughs> of me and anyone who knows me knows this. I love to dress up. I love okay. to dress up. Mm-hmm. I love to wear lipstick. I love to <laughs> do fun colors on my eyeshadow, yeah. you know, uh-huh. and that is something that is silly, but I have finally just embraced as something that I really do love. And that every yeah. single day I wake up <laughs> and it's something that like makes life fun, yeah. you know, for me. And, um, you know, while I'm getting ready in the morning, I listen to something uplifting, a, a uplifting message, yeah. um, or a script words of scripture sure, or something yeah. that kind of set my day. And that's just, I call it my Zen, you know, mm, in the morning when yeah. I am just like doing something for myself, um, physically and spiritually, mentally, like just preparing for my day. And, and I, it's something that I feel strongly about. I know not everyone loves those things as much as I do, but you know, do something for yourself that, um, it's that's something that like really brings you joy. Like, yeah. You know, and, and, and own it too, because yeah. for so long I was like, oh, that's so silly or whatever. And even this was another thing I had to experience and come to in Hawaii is, I mean, it's such a low maintenance lifestyle and ev- most <laughs> right. people don't even wear makeup or, yeah. you know, dress up. It was so funny when we first moved there, we went to go buy a moped and my husband and I were <laughs> wearing normal clothes. Like we yeah. were just wearing shorts and a t-shirt and we went to this moped shop and the guy was like, oh, you guys look so nice. Where are you going? <laughs> like what we were like this is like our day to day you know yeah and it was (laughs) just like it was so funny but um (laughs) and so there wasn't really that need there in Hawaii to do that to do any of it you know to to curl my hair to wear something yeah right put any ounce of makeup on but (laughs) it was something that made me happy and I really did come full circle like back to myself of like yeah that's what I love you know and so I think just like what I would say to viewers too is like find something that truly does bring you joy and like incorporate it into your everyday life and you will feel, you know, the love for yourself because you're, you're making time for yourself. And you'll also feel like the love of God because he wants you to be happy and provides these things for us. Yeah. Well, great message. Well, it kind of ties into my next question is Mm -hmm. if there's someone listening to you right now who's struggling, Mm -hmm. you know, even if it's a a girl who's thinking about doing cheerleading and she's not sure if she has the, you know, the ability to mm-hmm. do it or, or someone who's lost their identity or they're not sure who they are. You've already given some great inf- advice, but that one person listening to you right now who's struggling, what would you tell her or him? I would say it is totally okay to struggle. Like give yourself permission okay. to struggle. And also, I don't know if this is the best thing to say to somebody in their moment of struggle, but you will be so grateful for the struggle. Like I look back and those were the moments that refined me. And those were the moments that it gives me chills and almost brings me to tears that made me softer. 
Um, and you know, now moving forward in my life, I feel that I was given those experiences so that I can understand others who feel alone or, you know, are struggling and, and don't know who they are. And, and I think that's so beautiful to be able to sit with somebody when Mm -hmm. they, they don't know who they are and to be able to tell them that they are exactly enough and they are totally Mm -hmm. okay. And so, so loved. Yeah. And so if, if I could say anything to anyone is that, you know, you're not alone and, and that it's totally going to come full circle. Wow. Beautiful message. Thank you for sharing that. That that hit me. (laughs) Um, You know, and and what hit me too is like the struggle is what's made you like appreciate all these things. And I love how you said you'll end up being grateful for it. One of the things I'll tell my clients that life happens for you. Mm -hmm. You may not know it in the moment because you're going through it and it's yeah. hard and, it, you know, at times sucks. And But you'll look back and go, man, I'm so glad I went through all of that because, oh, yeah. I mean, you, that's what you're saying here, right? Oh, I like the story. Now I am out of removed from the, the Hawaii struggle for me <laughs> and I'm able to look at it as like a story. Yeah. And that was what just filled my heart leaving Hawaii, you know, flying away on the plane was like every single part of that was necessary and it wouldn't be the beautiful story. I mean, the way that I see beauty is, is the ups and the downs and, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and it, what made it such a beautiful story was the deep struggle at the beginning and then the building and then the growing and then the becoming, you know, and, and so I am so grateful for every single part. It was every single thing that happened was necessary. Yeah. You know, I love that. So true. And what a great message. And uh, man, this has been so awesome to talk to you today. Thank you. Seriously. Thank you for having me. You're easy to talk to. This was like <laughs> one of my easiest interviews. Seriously. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. You're really well spoken and very confident. But I, what I love most is just your vulnerability and sharing your struggles with us today. And I love especially what you said about identity. And that, you know what, what if we are okay? What if we are good enough? Yeah. What if? Well, and and one thing I wanted to share too, I don't know who of our viewers has seen the new Disney movie Encanto, but so Mm. many different parts of that movie just rang true to me. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't sure why, and I've thought about it for so long, and I love the music, Uh but, you know, each of the, the family, Madrigal, like they each have a gift, except for one of them, but they each have these gifts that they, one is super strong. Um, Have you seen the movie? I haven't, unfortunately. My granddaughter's seen it, and I know I need to see it. So, <laughs> you should go see it. I know. Um, but each of the, the kids have a different gift. And one, one of the girls is super strong. And actually, one of the girls is perfect. Like, she doesn't have flaws. She, oh, wow. She's okay. beautiful. Yeah. And she, you know, and then one is a, an extremely good listener and can hear everything. And one um, heals people with her baking. She bakes and oh, heals people. Okay. And so there are all these amazing gifts. But um, they go through this struggle of each of them are, like, cracking under this pressure. Like, they feel so mm-hmm. much pressure to be perfect and to be their gift. Like, that's all they're, yeah. that's all they are is their gift. And it's a beautiful story at the end how there's a song and I actually listened to it on my way here. And at the end it says, you know, the real gift is you, you know, uh, is just who you are, all of you. Yeah. And, and I think that's what I, I would kind of like to, to end on is, you know, the real gift is, is not what you do, but who you are. Wow. 
Dang, <laughs> mic drop right there. Seriously, thank <laughs> if I could drop this mic, <laughs> yeah, if we could drop it, we would. Right. Um. Seriously, so awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. It was beautiful. If someone who's listening to this right now wants to reach out to you and maybe just <clears throat> follow you and maybe ask you a question, what yeah. would be the best way for them to do that? I am active on Instagram. Okay. Um. I take breaks every once in a while, which is good for me. <laughs> yeah, and we all should, by the yes, way, right? Totally. But I, I love people reach when people reach out to me yeah. and open up. And, um, I really appreciate their vulnerability and that they trust me yeah. with, you know, various topics. And, and so I am on Instagram at savvy underscore Jardine, um, and I'm not private. So anyone and everyone yeah, can reach great. out. Well, I hope they will. And seriously, you're just an awesome person. And I'm just grateful that, uh, you were willing to take some time out of your busy schedule and be here today. And, and, um, a little you you said it earlier your husband's going to be on in a yes, few weeks hopefully you're in for and, a treat <laughs> yeah. well i'll tell you i watched some of his videos playing basketball but then just you know he's kind of a goofball too yep, like dancing he is and, a goofball <laughs> and i'm excited for that i love i've loved that and so it's gonna be fun but you guys just seem like a really happy couple i i really love the way you guys carry yourself and live your life and uh, you guys truly are great examples um i will say to those listening right now if you're if if you're struggling, obviously, this is going to uplift you. And here you are listening to the end of this. So it's been very helpful. But if you know someone in your family that might be struggling or they need more confidence or they want to learn more about their identities, share this with them. Yeah. Share this episode. And, and then please reach out to you, Savvy, and ask you a question and, and connect with you. Of course. All right. Well, thank you so much. Of course. Thank you, Todd. You're awesome. Well, there you go, folks. I told you this was going to be another amazing episode, which it was. I feel edified. I feel love. I feel kindness. Um, I, I still get a kick out of the kindness club. Right. <laughs> Let's all join the kindness club, right? Start one up. <laughs> Let's start one live. up. But yeah, no, I love you guys for tuning in week after week. It truly is blows my mind where we're at. Keep sharing this. Keep, keep showing the love and just know how much I appreciate all of you. May God richly bless all of you. I love you. Until next time, thanks.